show is the last thing standing between me and a cocktail. Let's get it going. <laughs> Welcome to Highly Questionable. You see that Sarah wants to get into her weekend. This guy right here is Dominique Foxworth. He is wearing, and he's channeling the spirit of Poppy on this one, a $6 shirt right Bam. here because he's very cheap. Sarah, what do you like on the show today? Medium. I like getting through it. Getting to the drink. <laughs> oh, man. Did the NFL get it right with their suspensions? They're interested in public relations, image keeping. You can't have the squeamish customers and a yelling media not satiated when the violence escalates to a point that it's extra violent, even though everything those guys were doing last night is about as dangerous as the thing that we're all clucking about today. But Miles Garrett has to go away for a while, although I'm not sure about the Marquis Pouncey penalty, even though he threw seven punches and had a kick involved because he was just defending a teammate. All of this looks bad for the league, but it's not actually bad for the league because they punish it swiftly because they send miles garrett away and wait for more reaction before deciding if they're going to penalize him into next season you have to do something that's severe because you can't have your league embarrassed like that when you're trying to appear clean in a game that's not always very clean yeah i guess if the question is did they get it right i guess they got it right for their business but they didn't get it right as far as consistency is concerned because we've had incidents similar to this in the past and the punishment was not nearly as severe and mason rudolph was obviously involved in this to some degree for him to not get suspended doesn't make sense either but they don't care whether it's fair or not they care how we react to it and the media i think largely is going to applaud this because most people wanted miles garrett to go to jail so they're happy with whatever you do to him and i think most people see mason rudolph as a victim in this situation which i guess in the end he was so i think that people are happy with how it turned out but at the end of the day it still feels funny to me that we're all up in arms about this this is something that kind of happens in football on occasion as as much as it was a surprise to us to see we can go back through history and every five years or so we have something like this that happens but when you have all these really intense guys who put aside their better judgment and slam their heads into each other what it takes to get you to that point sometimes when you're walking that line you're going to cross over that line and i'm not saying that that ex- excuses anything that miles garrett has done but it does mean that we can't pretend like we're surprised when it happens yeah i mean i think the response to it sort of forgot those previous inf- incidents it did feel different it felt like an escalation from previous things that we've seen on the field and although you're right dom i do think it's important that when you have a sport that's inherently unsafe you can't make it unsafe even in the moments that are outside of play you have to respect your opponents and their bodies and their health enough that when the play ends so too does the danger to them and miles garrett clearly didn't do that i do think there's an argument for mason rudolph maybe getting suspended for a game he'll probably just get fined i think if if independent of everything else all you had was a guy trying to rip off another guy's helmet there wouldn't be a suspension, so I understand maybe the NFL sitting back on Mason Rudolph and just delivering a fine. I, I think they got it right. I think, like Dan said, indefinite suspension for Garrett allows them to see how things feel weeks from now if people have gotten over it and moved on to something else. Uh, it was a terrible look in part because it was Thursday night football. There was nothing else to watch. There was nothing else to talk about. And the end of the game was a, was a bleep show where they're trying to figure out if they even need to send people out to finish out the last play. All of that combined, I think, creates an even more serious Tone. Can I ask a question, though? Yeah. I mean, weren't we all just kind of a little titillated oh, by it? Like, I mean, I enjoyed the hell of it. We all little up in arms. Super titillated. You saw the broadcast, right? This is awful. It's terrible. Let's show the replays 1,000 times. Should we give the Browns credit for beating the Steelers, or was Pittsburgh just trash? 
That's right. There was actually a football game that preceded the melee, and the Browns won. They beat a Steelers team that they haven't beaten in a while. I think you have to give the Browns credit when they win games this season because we're so quick to judge them when they lose. That being said, the Steelers had two guys put on IR before the game and lost another four mid-game, including two of their top playmakers. Mason Rudolph was terrible. That's in part due to the Browns, who gave him more sacks and duress on his dropbacks than any quarterback from the Steelers has seen in about a decade. But when they did pressure him, it was two picks and and, and bad plays that, that resulted. So it's a combination of the Steelers looking bad and being hurt and the Browns actually putting together enough to get a W and I guess we got to pat them on the back for that. Yeah, a win is a win and they are legitimately in the wild card race to get in the playoffs. So all these wins count the same. However, I'm no more confident in the Browns than I was last week or than I was in the week prior. This was a Thursday night game on the road. There's no better advantage in sports than being the home team on a Thursday night game. This is a game that they should have won and they should have won by a lot more. They kept giving the Steelers a chance to get back in the game and I think if the Steelers had a quarterback that was slightly more confident, that didn't turn over the ball four times and then take a shot to the head they might have won that game we have arrived in a super surreal place when it comes to the cleveland browns after those one and 15 and 0 and 16 seasons where this is the first time that this incarnation of the cleveland browns has ever beaten the ravens and the steelers in the same season and after the game baker mayfield is saying it feels like a loss because of everything that happened at the end that offense remains constipated baker mayfield is not making the kind of turnovers that he made earlier in the season but they've got problems on offense even though they've got a lot of good skill players and what they beat last night was a decimated team but they beat a team that they had to beat in order to save their season you got to give them credit for that is it in any way possible that Mason Rudolph, your former player, you might have some expertise here, is actually happy today that we're not talking about how much he stunk last night and instead of talking about his rage-filled bravery and his baby face and his red face went and tried to attack the fight? Yes, I yes. think so. If he's smart, he, he recognizes that the other story today would be, man, they shouldn't have traded away that Mika Fitzpatrick situation because they need a quarterback. Demora Smith told USA Today that he'd be stunned if Colin Kaepernick wasn't signed after his workout. Do you think that's sincere or spin? Okay, so Colin Kaepernick, as you guys all know right now, unless you've been living under a rock, is scheduled to have a Saturday workout, which is going to make it very difficult for any of the head coaches, GMs, or any real decision makers to be there. But I do agree with Demora Smith. Stun may not be the word, but I would be surprised because why else would the NFL have this workout? Right now, Colin Kaepernick was not in the news. No one kind of cared about him. He had been, it had been almost three years since he was on a roster. We had given up. The collusion case was settled. There really seemed to be no reason to bring this back up unless my theory is that a team really wanted to sign him and they wanted to have this opportunity as a trial balloon to have Colin Kaepernick's name back in the news associated with the NFL and see how we all reacted to it. The reaction so far has been fairly positive or at least muted. And even the people, the public figures who are critical of Colin Kaepernick think that he deserves to be back in the league now also. So I think that if it works out and he plays well or performs well at this particular tryout, which I think he will, he'll be on a team before the end of the season. I don't think that I can accurately predict with any kind of confidence, given all the skepticism and cynicism that is around this story and this guy and the fact that he's been out for three years, whether a team will actually be brave enough to pull the trigger when these teams aren't brave enough to bring him in for an individual workout if they're interested without the cover of all the teams being there. What I will do, though, is wonder if he is signed, whether we will go back and take back some of that criticism of Jay-Z when he came out and... uh, 
aligned himself with the NFL in a way that made him lose some of his constituency because they thought he was selling out to get that Super Bowl halftime show when he seems to be the guy behind pulling all the strings to even make this work out a possibility. Yeah, we're hearing a lot of reports that Jay-Z has been sort of pushing Roger Goodell for some time on the need to see if they can at least get Colin Kaepernick in front of some teams, give him a chance to come back. My question regarding the Demora Smith quote is, is he saying that he would be stunned if Colin doesn't sign in order to put out there the idea that he is so talented and so good at quarterback still that if he doesn't sign, then collusion and blackballing is clearly still happening? Or is he saying he would be stunned based on what you guys just talked about, which is the idea that a team had reached out or several teams wanted to take a look at him and that this workout would not even be happening if not for a real desire to sign him? That's still a question for me. And like Dan said, there's so much swirling around this workout, why it's on a Saturday, why it happened so fast why Colin had two hours to commit to doing it, why they didn't have anyone to facilitate it until the last minute. I'm still very skeptical, but I do think the only real explanation for the lead to get back into this is the desire to maybe be able to put a little pin in this conversation and not have Colin Kaepernick feel like he was blackballed in perpetuity. Okay, I know that I led this by saying that I thought that it was almost definite that Colin Kaepernick was going to make back in the league and this was not a setup. This was a legitimate chance to get Colin Kaepernick in the league. And then I discovered that Hugh Jackson is running the world. Hugh workout. Jackson, yes. And Joe Philbin is lurking around the premises. Yeah, that's not Sabotage. a good thing. That's not good. Don't go, Colin. Don't go. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Big day tomorrow. It so is a big for day. You. It is. Was signing Mello a good move for the Blazers? Poor Mello. Mello's out here saying you've been laughing at me for weeks and months, and now I finally get my chance. I'm going to show you all. And Miles Garrett ruins it for him because very few people out there are talking about this story. But Portland has been a mess this season, an underachiever, losing games even when Damian Lillard puts up 60. And their front court is in shambles. They've given him a non-guaranteed contract. This is a perfect spot for him to do something if he's got anything left because they might actually give him a little bit of a chance and don't mind all those jumpers. Yeah, sort of a rough start for Portland. They're 27th in points, something that Carmelo could presumably help with. A couple 10-15 minutes a game, put him in there as an offensive injection. But they're also 28th in assists and last in field <laughs> goal go percentage. Down. So I'm not sure if they're just leaning into the things that they're bad at by adding a guy who will fit right in. Uh, I don't think he's going to help with those things, but I do think that Carmelo has earned the ability to at least try to go out a little bit more on his terms. It's not a guaranteed deal, though, so he'll have to bring something to Portland if he wants to stick around there. It's the perfect place for all the reasons you just mentioned. If he went to a place that had lots of assists and moved the ball a bunch, he would be a ball stopper. He goes in there and fits right in. I think it's a good move for Portland. Obviously, it's a risky move, but did anybody think they were going to win the West as they were currently constructed? I think Carmelo obviously is a defensive liability, but he can still shoot and he can still score. If he's comfortable with playing fewer minutes, playing off the ball, which I think this last season of humbling him puts him in that position, and maybe even being in a spot to close games. One of the things that Melo is not appreciated for, and it's a small thing but a big thing, is his size. I think that we, that's one of the criticisms that we have of Portland, that you don't go very deep when your best players are small guys. Obviously, Carmelo is not going to be their best player, but he can close games in those situations across from people that are similar size. This is a football player, so he actually thinks that Carmelo is going to close games on a team that has Damian Lillard yeah, on it. Yeah. That's a thing he just yeah. said on national television. Will so, they get to take a timeout when they get on the defensive side, or will he actually have to play defense in those games that he's closing? By close games, I mean he'll be on the court. Not Right. They're going to give it to him to right. shoot at the end. Well. You were good on the Miles Garrett stories, yeah. at least. Well, it's not. I mean, like Melo, 
I give you one good thing. That's it. Coming up next on my son's TV show. Bus driver. So this guy. Oh, Whoa! that's a good weapon. He's just, uh, what is that, smoke or water? Was that smoke or water? Oh, baby seat. Fire extinguisher against the baby seat. Who you got? Highly Questionable is brought to you by Domino's. Order online and track your order. Time to play the game that is so honored to be Dan's best man at his wedding tomorrow night. I really am. Uh, you tell us what the topics and events are. We will question them. Do you question whether Ricky Rubio should have seen this coming? All right, Trey Young is developing a reputation here. He's been a very good player. However, he is nutmegging people at a Chris Paul-like rate. Uh, we go back to the preseason, and he gets uh, J.J. Redick right there. The wave is the best part. Yes, right there. Whoa! Uh, let's go to another one here. This is Will Barton that he does it to. There's a lot of confidence here. Yes. Oh, oh, solid oh, talk to the bench. Solid finish. That feels pretty good. Bench is the bench. And then oh, should Ricky Rubio have seen the advanced scouting on this? He likes to go between the legs, nether regions. Let's see what we've got here from Ricky Rubio. Oh, no. Same spot. Same spot on the court. Same shot. Oh, and oh, one. Oh, and one. Bangs. Look out, Ricky. Oh, no. Oh, he got the arm swipe. He got that from J.J. Reddick. <laughs> same defense. I think we're going to see this move elevated when they play Boston. Taco Fall, he could just run his whole <laughs> yes, body. Right. He could right? do that to Taco right Fall. There. He could just go home. Do you question if playing soccer in the street is dangerous? Uh, let's see no. here. What street are we going to? Is it in this country? Is it in another country? Let's see. It's, of course it's dangerous, but what happens? Uh-oh. Please don't. Funny. No. no. Is it going to no. be a car it's or like a, to be, right? like a like a bison? <laughs> a bison. Oh, oh! I did not have it being dangerous for that guy. Like he Man. couldn't see it in front of him. Okay, How long okay, did okay. he have to stop? Okay, okay, oh. okay. You know what they call that? What do they call that, Dominique? Bicycle kick. <laughs> Gotta laugh. Cash. That's it. Buckets. <laughs> Shoot us, shoot, baby. Shoot us, shoot. You're laughing, are you? I'm are you laughing, laughing because of how She's bad laughing. it is. Terrible. She's laughing, you're laughing. Terrible. I'm leaving it up there because that's Honestly, we missed wet. you, Poppy. Do you question who had the superior weapon in this confrontation? What a great question. Why did this not lead the show? We celebrate around here road rage incidents. We have a number of them where people draw weapons in road rage incidents. What do we have here? Bus driver. So this guy. Oh, Whoa! that's a good weapon. He's just, uh, what is that, smoke or water? Was that smoke or water? Oh, baby seat. Fire extinguisher against the baby seat. Who you got? You got to pick it now. You can't I'm take the result. <laughs> no, baby seat is coming back from the rally. Baby seat's not done. Don't quit. Baby Don't quit. Enacting no damage. <laughs> Fire extinguisher for the win. You don't want that smoke. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes, yes, clear out. Yes. It's a good joke. Sarah seems to have surprised herself with her own good joke. It was a good joke, though. You don't want that smoke. It's good. Do we have any videos that are better involving a fire extinguisher? I bet you we do. Oh, no. Yes. 
one of the favorite videos around here. It should be in our oh, Hall of Fame. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, there's a clown. Yes, Why? there is a you clown. <laughs> Such a better television show than this one. Meet me at the Alto in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. Been feeling you all the while. Girl, I must confess. Girl, let's just get married. I just want to get married. Meet me at the Alto in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger. So, we might as well do it. Been feeling you all the while, girl, and I must confess, let's get married. You think he pronounces alter <laughs> poorly. I'm afraid of alters more than he is. He's pronouncing it wrong. Highly questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that hopes Dan isn't planning a second honeymoon. See? <laughs> Oh, no. I lose my virginity tomorrow night. You Woo! tell us what's yes. on television, and we'll tell you if we're intrigued. Let me tell you how it works. <laughs> Sunday at 1 p.m., Jets in Washington. Oh, that's the proper response there, to make a sound like if you've eaten something foul or doesn't taste good. Let's check in with the uh, Lego fireman who happens to play quarterback for the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we need every win from now on. Uh, <laughs> You know, because we still got a chance. I mean, you know, if we got on a roll here and we, we went out, uh, we got a chance at the playoffs. Sam. Oh, my God. Come on, Sam. Sam. Sarah, are you intrigued? Does anyone else look at his hair and just want to go boof? I don't know why. Is that what it's called? I don't it's know if poofy. that's. It's poofy. It just hair. looks like his name would be Boof. Oh, Dominique, God. are you intrigued? Sarah didn't answer, but who no, cares? No, you gave a answer. bad, you gave a bad boof sound, and Dan moved on. So yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm not intrigued. It's 1 p.m. There'll be other football games on to watch, <laughs> but I am intrigued by the fact that football players can be a little bit. Strong mentally, I'll put it that way, because I believe genuinely that he's convinced himself that they, has a, they have a chance. Because why else would you go out there and subject yourself to 300-pound men trying to kill you? You must convince yourself that there is a reason for it. Delusion. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what it's called. And money. Leaky spleen. Don't forget the money. That matters. Also Sunday at 1 p.m., Texans and Ravens. Yes, and you have to root for this formation to make another appearance because evidently Baltimore has more things that they can run out of the formation that has three Heisman Trophy winners in the backfield at the same time. That's Lamar Jackson, RG3, and Mark Ingram, and the flip was to RG3. Uh, we talked a lot about that seven-yard gain uh, that didn't really deserve the coverage that it got. Uh, Sarah, are you intrigued? Listen, it deserves coverage when RG3 is on a football field making useful plays like that. You love to see it, and you love to see this game. Lamar versus Deshaun. Yes. I also enjoy the idea that the reminder that Lamar Jackson has to run less is standing right next to him <laughs> saying, hey, toss me the ball. Uh, Dominique, are you intrigued? Of course I'm intrigued. But I know that play seems kind of insignificant to you, but I guarantee you every team that they play going forward is going to practice that for at least 30 minutes a day, which means that they won't be able to practice anything else. So go. that is an impressive thing to do to set them up in this game. How can you not be excited about it? Playoff implications, MVP candidates, and both of them are going to give you memorable plays. They get kicked in the eye. They throw touchdowns. They spin a man out of his life in the middle of the field. He's, he's big on Lamar Jackson. He's oh. big on him. We can't Who's shut him Make if, that noise. Make that noise. Oh, what? Oh, sorry. Got excited. Also Sunday at 1 p.m., Cowboys and Lions. 
one of the great marvels of our time is the idea that this multi-billion dollar industry that is football is still making the measurements with old guys using chains. And this is a show of Kenny Galladay. He plays for the Lions. And look at where he is there. That's what, the 33, 34-yard line? But he says, no, I made it to the 35. And the old guys are disoriented. They're like, yeah, we're in a hurry. Everything's moving very fast. Let's just go ahead and put it at the 35. And let's instant replay that Odell Beckham catch 10 times yesterday so we can spot the ball one yard back. Uh, Sarah, are you intrigued? Yeah, you know, I'd be mad about this, but it's the Lions. And I'll give them a couple yards. They're going to lose anyway. They're going to lose anyway. Dominique, are you intrigued? Of course I'm not intrigued for the same reason, because it's the Lions. And they don't deserve any handouts. Get it together. But his nickname is Minitron. You down for that? No. That is all the time we have for today. Sarah Spain, what are you plugging? My Instagram is at Spain2323. All the inside videos and photos from Dan's (laughs) wedding that you're looking for. Celebrities hammered. People dancing badly. Dan looking awkward. It's going to be amazing. That uh, She has just been disinvited. I'm going to have her stopped by security outside. You got anything you need to plug, Dan? Oh, wow. Really? That's a good joke right there. His first good one today. First good one today he had. Shooter's got to shoot.